Welcome to The Big Deal, where we'll unlock the details and drama behind the business of sport in Australia and around the world. Join me, Warren Treadray, along with Andrew Montessi, Dion Heyman and our expert guests as we take you into the boardroom for behind-the-scenes access and analysis of contracts, negotiations, endorsements and more. Don't forget to sign up at www.thebigdeal.au for a weekly wrap of the latest deals, breaking news and many more exclusive opportunities. Welcome to The Big Deal. I'm Andrew Montessi and we're kicking off a special four-part series where we're going to unpack in detail the art of the deal, what it really takes for a sports star and their agent to secure a lucrative contract. To do this, we're bringing in the big guns. We've got AFL legend Warren Treadray to talk through the player's perspective, and we've brought back onto the show top sports agent and managing director of Capital Sports, Marty Pask. Welcome, fellas. Marty, good to see you, buddy. How are you, Monty? Marty. Hey, Monty. Ready to go? Ready to go. This will be interesting. I like this. Great concept. This is where we just steal your ideas, and we put it online for everyone else to, to work out. Oh, fantastic. Look, I'm all for it. It's all about education. You know, this is paying it forward. Exactly. Treaders, you just gave away our game plan within the first 30 seconds. Well, we've got to be open and honest here. God, so many people aren't nowadays. Look at all our politicians. I will leave that aside. (laughs) Let's get into our sports agency, eh? No, I'm really excited because I think with the expertise of you guys, I reckon we're going to get some pretty rare insight. Like not many people truly understand what goes on behind the scenes and and we're going to cover it off in four separate episodes, and we're going to cover preparation today, then expectations, negotiation, and then the commitment, so putting the ring on the finger and getting the deal done. So let's start at the beginning of the process. So Marty, where does the process actually begin? Yeah, well, I think the most important thing is always preparing, so it's no different to anything that you you walk in into anything. You want to make sure that you're well prepared, you understand um, like they say, the art of any battle uh, is won before it's fought. So you want to make sure you've got a clear understanding uh, exactly of, of what the trends are in the market, potentially what parties um, you, you did, you're negotiating with. So what could be some common ground immediately that could be pretty easy and, and pretty simple just to tick off and, and get going. Um, and it's also to the values of who you're negotiating with and, and your own values. So how do you negotiate? What's important to you in the negotiation, and and making sure that you you actively prepare that and understand that, um, and then making sure with that preparation that that you go in with a clear understanding um, before anything else gets too far down the track. Now, Marty, as a player, the thing I would want to know uh, first and foremost is, I suspect you'd want to know your current club salary cap position. You'd want to know um, what other interests there is. How do those conversations start? Because let's face it, when I was a player, the first thing I was thinking about 18 months out, you know, I was always thinking about my contract. Now, whether you just signed a new one and you were financially planning or buying a house or, you know, investing or getting a new car or putting the kids through school, all these bits and pieces, I was always thinking about it. But I always moved when I wasn't injured, when I was at the top of my game, but sort of 18 months out. So for me, what were those things in terms of preparation? To how do you find that salary cap info? How, how do you find out other clubs' uh, interest? Yeah, great. So it's it's obviously understanding market value. So it's understanding clear, um, clear techniques that that you would use. So in the AFL world, it's you've got to be across list management. So to answer that question and to appropriately prepare, 
you're looking at things to prepare that. You're looking at club best and fairest. You're looking at other players that you have at that club. You're looking at similar deals. And you're giving yourself a real clear understanding and a real clear knowledge of what you feel the particular players at each club uh, are earning. And then you're matching it with the salary cap. And then you're finding, well, this player or this person that I'm negotiating for and I'm preparing to engage in a contract negotiation for, I know that this is the value that they sit. And obviously, like anything in life, experience is key. So if you've gone to the well 150 times to negotiate with a footy club, you clearly know what you feel that player's value is going to be worth in the marketplace. So you'd be going to a player like yourself and you'd be saying, righto, Warren, you, you, at this stage of your game, you, you, your game's played this, your best and fairest finishes is this, all Australian. Uh, ex, you know How many other people in the competition can play your position? And let's say we got to five and we identified those four others. What do we feel their market value is and what do we feel the demand for that particular position is? And then we have that great knowledge of what we feel through our research, understanding exactly what the market is determining. We can then get through that first phase of, of preparation. Question. Do managers talk between themselves? Because I know clubs do. Clubs generally won't talk about themselves, but they'll talk about others you know, and they'll share information that way. Do managers talk? Absolutely. I mean, you, you can. I mean, there's ones that you do have good relationships with that you can definitely speak about. But I, I think that's the, the one thing that clubs do. They, they do definitely talk. Um, they definitely find things out. I don't know how it would go when they want each other's players. Um, that would certainly be that would certainly be interesting um, and make the conversation a little bit awkward. I would have felt. I would have thought rather. But in terms of other agents, of course, um, you can you can ask little, little different pieces of of you know uh, or rather get little pieces of, of knowledge off them what they might be doing with a particular player or what someone else may be thinking just so it helps you. Certainly during trade period that happens. But the the best thing you can do. I feel is is have as much knowledge as you possibly can to prepare your player and then prepare your own um, expectations. And just quickly too, I know Mont, you want to jump in, but it's important to understand your values when you prepare as well. And that's a really big thing that I've always made sure that I pride myself on is understand how you want to go about the negotiations. And I think preparing yourself for that is important too. So it's all good and well to have all this knowledge, but how are you going to use it? How's your own negotiating style? Um, how accessible are you going to be? Um, how, you know, you want to make sure that you're honest. You want to make sure that you're clear. You want to make sure that you, you, you have a really good open dialogue with the club and then understand their values. So, what do they like to negotiate with? Start thinking about what they might do with different conversations. So if you're going to give them some news that they're not going to like hearing, what what do you feel they're going to do next? So start preparing for every little sorts of situations or scenarios that could come. So when they happen in four months, six months, eight months, round 15, whenever it might be, 
you're prepared. So you clearly understand that these hurdles are coming or these difficult conversations might come and that all comes from the values that you feel that that club or that person negotiating um, and how they're going to react. It's really interesting, Marty, because we are, you know, you talk about in the, in the business world, for example, the often the data is the data. You've got really good, hard data. Uh, and a lot of what, what you're talking about here is very, um, there's a lot of gray area, you know, when you're talking about um, some anecdotal related stuff to where uh, players are at through to, to values, it's, um, you know, you're talking about like soft skills and, and things that can evolve and change. How do you weigh all of that up and what are the real variables that, that kind of help or, or hinder the process? Yeah, and, and we'll get into it through the different phases. But, I mean, the first thing to be clear on is what does your client want to do? And at the end of the day, that's who you're representing. And you talk about values and things like that. When the player picks his agent, that's the person he's sticking in front of the club to represent him and his values and his family and what he requires. So all these different variables and things that could take place, that's an extension of how the player behaves. So you've, again, got to be clear on the preparation with the player to understand that this is what could happen. This is how it could be perceived. This is how it could be reflected. This is you're the one that's got to walk through the four doors of the four walls of the footy club and deal with it and get a kick and play and, and do all these sorts of things. So I think the key thing always there, Mont, is to always go back to the player and understand the player and what the end result the player wants to do and how he wants to go about it. Because there's no point going in acting like a cowboy speaking to 15 other clubs, drumming up a huge price and and running around town, if the player has absolutely no thought whatsoever of leaving that that particular football club, it just means it just serves no purpose whatsoever. It's just a waste of time. You're going to burn relationships and people are going to quickly get sick and tired of of dealing with you. So the the key thing is, is there's nothing wrong with dealing with the party and saying, there's, there's no thought of this player wanting to leave. So let's respect each other and get to a deal that we feel we, we both understand. And the preparation in the marketplace that we've done ensures that it's got to be this. And it goes back to what I said at the start. There's got to be common ground. Um, and then there's a little bit of give and take because, you know, like in, in Warren's position, he wanted to win premierships. So there might be more money for you. And I'm sure this conversation might have been had in your career. Sure, there might be more money for you if you want to go and play 16th on the ladder. But do you want to win? And what price do you put on wanting to win and holding that Premiership Cup up? That's got to be worth something. That's valuable. So that's important as well in the negotiation. Yeah, and that's a reality, isn't it, Marty? Because if you're negotiating with Geelong or a Brisbane who are clearly in a Premiership, as we say, the window... And Geelong proved it last year. They had a lot of blokes. They all sat into a paid structure. No one got probably paid more than Dangerfield, Cameron or Selwood or Hawkins. They're all that similar tally. Then everyone sits in underneath. You actually take less to stay because you want to win. Otherwise, you take more. You take an extra 50 grand. If the best players take 50,000 each, then all of a sudden you lose a very good player. And it bites very, very quickly. 
Absolutely, it does. And that's the common ground. And that's understanding where that club's coming from and what they're actually trying to achieve and, and preparing and understanding, hey, what are you doing here? How are you doing it? What just There's a lot of good, open, strong conversations that you can have that are really mature. And, um, and at the end of the day, if the player sits there and says, I want to win premierships and he's in the best possible position to do that, why would he leave? There's a deal there to be done. We can do this. And it's working through that and understanding that. And I think that should be, again, it goes back to the values piece. If you know what your client's values are, you know your values when you negotiate, you prepare based on those and everything else falls into line based on that. Marty, I mean, based on what you're saying, gosh, it feels like that the preparation piece is perhaps the biggest aspect for you as an agent here. I mean, you've talked about the preparation you've got to do in terms of understanding the market and the data and the information available to you, but then you've actually got to sit down and prepare the player. How can you quantify how much preparation is involved before you even get to that point of having that conversation or the negotiation? Personally, for me, it's the most important piece. Uh, I feel that preparing for every single whether or not it's going to happen or not, but every single scenario and being clear on it and being able to hold your client's hand through that and then coming through. It's a bit like uh, the discovery process in law. Uh, You're finding out information, you're collecting it, you're understanding it and you're going through it. I feel that that no different to probably a lot of other scenarios in other fields but when you're clear on exactly what you're doing, it makes everything so much easier and nothing then should surprise you. The question I ask as a player, when I was out of contract as a player, I used that as a spur. You know, if you want to play well, they don't want to pay me what I'm worth or you're going through a negotiation. And my manager, uh, who's uh, ex-Port Adelaide legend, South Australian, Australian Footy Hall of Famer, Jeff Motley, used to say, used to say no matter where it is, I've never seen a contract go backwards when you get play better. He goes, and his attitude was always to a stage of almost signing it. This is the worst you could possibly be. So there was always improvement. But you've got to understand, you, I assume, you play that well, that not everyone deals with the pressure well. And how much did you um, disclose on them? Because much of these negotiations are happening throughout the premiership season. They are. And then you throw in other variables now, like free agency, um, trade, you know, there's just so many more mechanisms now for players to to move. And I think that the media now is arguably probably more intense in this space than it, than it ever has been. So I, I think, again, 100% right. I mean, when you're playing well, it's certainly not going to go south, the, the contract. But I guess my challenge or what I've always tried to pride myself on in the way that I want to do it, I always try and cover that and say, well, in your situation, even I I expect you to play well and I expect you to get to that level and I'm assuming and preparing that you're going to get there. And so even if you sign early and you shoot the lights out, I've got you covered. I've, I've got your back. And I think that that's an important part of negotiating and how, how good you are as a negotiator and how good you are at understanding it because absolutely the you can sit out and you can keep playing and playing and playing. But knowing your client 
again, is important because if it goes the other way or it stresses you out or it makes you feel vulnerable or you just can't do it and it's in your best intent to get it done, done and done now, then we've got to do it. And your job as an agent is then to go, well, assuming we're all going in the right direction, we've got to cover this and we've got to get this done and do it the right way and and prepare and execute um, knowing all this information. Now, Marty, I was just going to, I think before we wrap up this part of the segment, in term, you, you touched on it before in terms of being prepared for all of the, the multiple outcomes. How deep do you go there when you sit down with the player right up front and say, yep, you might want to stay, but here are the, the variables and there could be, what, how many, four, five, who knows? And, and how far do you go in terms of mapping out all the different possibilities and getting your client's perspective on each one of those? Yeah, well, look, I mean, the, the, the obvious ones are like location. So, you know, are you, are you happy where you are? Uh, family, you know, all of a sudden you, you might get drafted in a state, meet a local girl, fall in love, uh, build a family there. So the thought of going home is not that relevant anymore, but it might work in reverse. Your family all might be home and you want to get there. Um, there's winning, how important that is and, and what stage you are in your career. Are you a first or second year player where it's about finding your feet versus you're a seventh or eighth year player, the, the end is coming and, hey, I wouldn't mind playing in September. There's there's all these factors that absolutely come into it. So you need to drill down on all of these and you need to understand exactly where the mindset for each of these are and where they are and be in the person's life. So if, if you're in the person's life and you're understanding who their family is, what they're doing, um, uh, how happy they are in Melbourne, you, you've, you've established them a, a network off the field, um, you've established them a property, uh, you know, and, they're, and they're, they've got bricks on the ground here in Melbourne or in Adelaide and wherever it may be, all that's vital. And you understand and you're clear on exactly what the motivation to play football is and the contract should should uh, reflect that um, and again you know clearly the value set of your client and, and how you want to go about it awesome well thank you marty and treaders for part one of our art of the deal series um, i'm just gearing up i'm looking forward to seeing where where this is going so listeners make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player and join our community at www.thebigdeal.au stick around for the next one before you go don't forget to join our community by subscribing for free at www.thebigdeal.au and get a weekly email bringing together the hottest sports deals breaking sports biz news as it happens and much more join me at www.thebigdeal.au